Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. This is your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with Brandy Velasquez. I can't pronounce her last name. Velasquez. <laughs> Say it for me, Brandy. Velasquez. There we go. So, Brandy, um, I am excited to hear about your story. I'm excited to hear about, you know, some of your successes, some of your failures. Um, and just really, I want to get to know who you are. So okay. we'll open up with that and get started. All right. Well, you want to know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so tell me, you know, what, as a child, let's start there. How was your childhood? Okay. Was it, you know, just kind of tell me a little bit about, did you grow up in a good family? Did you grow up in a, in a, in a whatever family? So my childhood was actually um, not so good, but good, I guess. So my mom was kind of the person that was our caretaker. So she was the person that always took care of us. She didn't, she worked a part-time job, things like that. My dad is amazing and provided for us, but probably wasn't the greatest when it comes to certain things. So it was a little rough, but um, they were married for 23 years. Um, and then they divorced, um, when I was in high school. Oh, oh no, it was a year after high school. Cause I was 19 and I was actually pregnant with Tyson when I found out. Okay. And so that was a little rough cause it's kind of hard to see your parents that you've grown up with, but it's kind of one of those things that you've seen coming from a mile away sure. a little bit because they just were definitely two different people, which is great sometimes and it works, but for them, it just didn't work. Now, do you think they stayed together until you left? Do they stay uh, together because of you? I believe they did. I think they did just because I think my mom was so worried about finding someone who actually wanted or could care for us in a way that was acceptable to her. And I think that's kind of the reason why she stayed as long as she did. Um, otherwise, I think she probably would have left a little earlier for sure. It's interesting. My wife, uh, her parents, same thing. Uh, yeah. as soon as she finished high school done, they were, they were yeah. 30 years, I think, or something. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, um, okay. So you said you were pregnant at 19. 19. Yep. And I, oh no, I was 20. I was 20 and I had, sorry, 20, 20 correction. 20 and then I actually had my son six days before my 21st birthday tell me about that tell me how oh my goodness in Utah I swear <laughs> I can blame Utah but really it was just my own stupidity but um you know you think you're in love with the one person and that you're gonna be with for the rest of your life that's not how it was um it didn't take long before you realize who the person really is and Got pregnant, married really young, got divorced after, I think it wasn't even a year, um, went our separate ways. Uh, from there, uh, was single for a while, dated a little bit, um, met another person. I was with them for 12 years. Um, obviously, with 12 years, it's off and on, like whatever. You have your little blitz or whatever, come back together at the beginning. 
split, come back together, and then you stay together. <clears throat> and that didn't turn out so well either, but I got two freaking amazing kids. So now I have three, so that equals three. Okay. Um, so were you married those, sorry, were you married those 12 years? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yep. Yep. Um, so had Kyson when I was 20 and he was born six days before my 21st birthday. Then I had Gage, who is my middle son. And then I had Essence, who is my baby girl. And she's seven. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So three kids by the age of 20. Well, shoot. Let's see. 28, what I think. Is that right? I don't, I don't know. We'll just say you're 28. Let's I, don't see. Know. <laughs> I don't know either. Let's see. Hold on. 29. There you go. So now, did your mom get pregnant with you early? So my mom actually had me when she was 16. <sighs> yeah. Wow. She, yeah. She had me when she was 16. My dad was two years older, so he was 18. And then when they found out my mom was pregnant, it was kind of like back in the day, you don't do that. So it was like, you two are getting married. You'll live here until you can get established and then be on your way. So, so they had to raise, kids raising kids. <laughs> right. So how do you think, uh, looking back, how do you think mm -hmm. that played into the timeline with you and you being, you know, getting pregnant at 19 or 20. 20, I yeah. mean, granted, there's a four-year <laughs> difference, but still yeah. very young. Do yeah. you, uh, have you thought about that? Have you thought about how that, uh, the similarities there? Well, you're going to freak out in a minute because all my kids were not planned. Okay. Well, that makes I, sense. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it makes which sense. Is why, which is why they're so far apart. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Kyson, I was on birth control. Um, I was doing the pill or whatever and taking that and found out I was pregnant and I, it was like a, whoa, How I was you? not ready for a kid <laughs> 20. There's no, yeah. I don't think, I don't think anyone's ever really prepared to have a kid. Even when you're prepared, I don't think you're still prepared. Like they don't come with the manual and everything that your parents try to teach you, it doesn't matter because I think every kid is so different. Like what works for my son doesn't work for my daughter. What works for my middle kid doesn't work for the other two. There's their personalities are across the spectrum. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I don't person. I don't have a biological child that I know of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that you know of. You know, you never know. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I, I could never picture going through all of that, the labor, you know, not me personally, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't, I, it would have to be by accident. And I always said, that's the way it would have to go down because I just don't think I could ever co commit to, we committed for a month and tried and I was like, no, like this, I'm out. <laughs> uh, and so was she because she was like, I'm not, you know, I've gained weight and, and I'll be honest with you. That's part of the reason a probably greater than 50% reason. Yeah. Maybe larger than greater, uh, mm -hmm. that we did decide not to have a child ourselves because we like the way we look. Yeah. It's, it's, you can't think like that though. Cause it's, it's not what it does. It's really when that baby's born, it's like everything in your life changes. It's, the most, I was telling Tyler, I'm like, it's the most stressful but rewarding thing in the entire world. Like it is. It <laughs> they don't come with operation manuals. Like it's literally learning as they're growing, and every single one of them's different. Every single one of them is a different approach, and every single and it's just you're learning all over again. Wow. So, yeah, it's but it's honestly it's the most rewarding too. At the same time, it's I don't even know how to explain it because you just you love them and you're like, okay, I'm responsible for this human. How do I make the best decisions for their life? <laughs> so that's a great example of, you know, someone who, you know, like myself, who doesn't have a biological child. Yeah. I have no idea that into, 
to me, that would be a very successful day that, Mm -hmm. you know, you've brought a human being into this world and like you created a human being inside of you. It blows (laughs) my mind. Like you just, and and, and so that's a feeling that I'll, I can't say never, never, but probably I may never have and may not even want to have. I'm not sure. I mean, if it could just be that feeling and we can move on, great. But that's not how it works. So, no. so, um, wow. Even okay. So you know, how how did you, you know, being that young, you missed. I guess I, I from my perspective, I would say you missed a good chunk of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Life, everything. Like I even tell my kids now. I'm like, listen. I'm like, just go to school graduate from high school, go to college, travel, do everything that you want to do, and then have kids. Live your life and then have kids. Like, because I, I didn't have that opportunity, you know? That's just something, like, and it's, it's, but I accepted that. Like, that was my rule. Like, okay, the kid is here, and it's your kid, and you love them, and you're like, okay, this, now, what decisions do I need to make in my life to make sure that, that my kid grows up with good healthy standards and maturity and still being respectful like that's still something we struggle with every kid's so different and they're like with the way my kids act with my mom and dad my mom and my stepdad it's completely different than how they act for me I'm like what the heck my mom's like see I always told you <laughs> dude you are preaching to the choir so we have so Autumn <laughs> you know I Lana was three, oh, like three and a half when she and Autumn when Autumn and Lana entered my life Lana was three and a half. So mm-hmm. I've raised her basically since then. So I yeah. completely understand that's a battle that I will never, ever, ever, ever win is with mm-hmm. my mom and with her mom. I mean, with my, mm-hmm. you know, the mother-in-law because they do whatever the hell they want to do. And it's crazy <laughs> to fuck to me because my mom's a school teacher, like third grade. <laughs> like, how do you not fucking know not to give the kid a jar of peanut butter for lunch. Like, are you stupid? Like, what is wrong? <laughs> and so. Yeah, that's my, I'm like, wait, I'm like, who, who are you? And where did my mom go? Cause if we, when I was little, I never got away with any of that stuff. I would, I would get the licking real quick. Like what the heck are you doing? Or in the store? She was, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and with them, completely different I'm like where did you go what happened right it's like they change like it's like a whole different new person yep it's it can't I don't even know how to explain it yeah it's (laughs) mind-blowing so um you know so how do you think that as far as you know not having those years was there a time later on that you made up for those years or did you ever like how did that work one and then two was the father of your first child what was he in the picture was he he chose not to be he was for a little bit and then he decided well when he created another life with somebody else that person kind of ruined everything for him and so he lost a lot of years but you know he has nobody to blame for himself for for that um you know you can't control what people do so it's so important for you to make sure that they're okay in between that time frame because they it they don't have it it affects them so you've got to do your best as a parent to make sure that that in every way try to protect them I guess you could say and so you're just trying to build them up and letting them like in there's times I won't even talk about it I'll be like nope or if they bring up the subject and now for for instance I'd be like he's or what I'll make up excuses which is stupid because in the end it's really just the ignorance of the person. Sure. So it's interesting. Okay. So when you brought that up, um, let's talk about the video that Ed showed. Mm -hmm. That was tough. Yeah, that was rough. Because, you know, you think back just to the example that you just gave and trust me, I have had my fair share of saying things that were not true that mm-hmm. I thought was in the best interest. Um, yeah. so I, I'm sure obviously some of it was selfish, but when he played that damn video, I was like, man, 
yeah it struck the, it struck a chord yeah for sure even yeah you think about it and you're just like was I really protecting them or did I really just screw everything up right Cause it's kind of like once they hit the reality check of it or once they see the truth it kind of falls back on you no matter what it really does it absolutely does but in the end and I'll just say that I'm sorry tell me how old the first one is the very first so one. he'll he's 14 Okay, so he knows his dad was a shitbag, or is a shitbag. No? Yeah, I still struggle. Well, he does, but it's Disneyland Daddy. Yes. All right, so. How how would you explain that? Because his his whole thing is, so that's a whole other story. Oh, man, I've got stories for you, but um, we won't go there. But so. He was, he was allowed to call him for a little bit, but then he started going, well, you know, you're 14, right? So, you know, you can pick what parent you want to live with. Or, you know what? You're turning 16. How about we buy you that R8? I'm like, and as a kid, you're in junior high. Like, it's. You're taking a car. You're taking a car. I mean. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to have a long discussion with him about, you know, like, you need to remember who was there during that whole time. I mean, he lost years, decades, like, I think it was seven years the first time and again, another year. So... This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. Yeah, it's hard, it, you know, and I, I, have a, I can identify with part of that because mm-hmm. you know, I, I pretty much raised Lana until her biological father decided to get married and li- he's the biggest liar ever. But anyway, he, yeah. uh, you know, he, he, uh, he lied to the, his current wife and had to be, he had to live up to his lie and mm-hmm. try to act like dad and he still sucks, but um, but he's better, but the thing yeah. is there's and 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 autumn understands because she has a bond with her father, and he you know whatever he's maybe not the best father, but he's not bad, not like this guy, but there's yeah. a bond that yeah. is always there, no matter what, and I'm assuming it's the mm-hmm. same thing with your son, and yep. that's a hard pill to swallow, so how that i mean. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's just, it's tough to not be like, or, yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. it's, it's, it's not hard to figure out like a leads to B, B leads to C. Like you flash money in front of him. He's in junior high. He wants to be the cool kid. Every, he's driving next year. Like, yeah, of course he wants to R8. Of course he wants to be Disneyland daddy. Who's going to buy him everything and spend all this money. Yeah, of course he's going to buy into that. So it's, it's hard. No question. No <laughs> yeah. question. Try swallowing that pill and walking away. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's not quite that bad, but I've all, yeah. yeah. So I, I can totally identify with, with having that feeling yeah. of you work so hard to build this character yeah. and build this child and to teach them manners, which is hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then this jackass, you know, just yeah, driving up the road and she fucking <laughs> lights up like a Christmas tree in July and like Yeah. And it's hard to it's hard yeah. to accept. Yeah. It's hard to not say, Hey, there's your douchebag dad, you know, because you can't yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, because, I know. you know, now you're really the asshole. <laughs> so I know. I have to walk away and I'm like, Tyler, do you know what happened? I'm like, listen, <laughs> I have to tell him what what's been said and he he's even pretty good about being like Shh. like be quiet you can hear you I'm like <laughs> like I walk away but I'm still it, it just boils my blood yeah and it's for yeah. sure 
So for but sure, it's hard. it is hard. I mean, and that's adversity at its worst. I mean, because you're internally, you want to just punch them in the face. Mm-hmm. And externally, you got to try to hold it together. And people that have never been through this, they don't understand. Yeah. And the child, most of the time, probably doesn't understand until they get to a oh, certain no. age. Yeah. But you know that the video made me realize she knows mm-hmm. that he's a shitbag. Yeah, she knows whether I know it or not. Whether I have the satisfaction of knowing she knows, she knows. And mm-hmm. and so you know, I guess that you know it it was just still it sucks and it sucks for the child too. Yeah, that's and that's why I say it. you're trying so hard to protect them. But it's just like, when am I overprotecting them though? Like, at what point do we say, okay, this is what it is? Like, at what point is that okay and acceptable to like finally be like, okay, this this is the situation, this is what happened, and this is the result. But it's like I don't I don't want to be that person, so I'm like I'm hating nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Because then if I, I feel like if I say something, then I'm the bad guy and I'm the villain and I'm the one that, and so I, I just, yeah. 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 <laughs> My own battles. For sure. In that situation, sometimes you just have to take the high road and mm. it's hard. It's It, it really is hard. Mm. And people say they've got whatever. Yeah. It's it's very hard. Yeah. They're, and that's the thing is, that's why I told Tyler it's like strike two you know like it's and that was the hard that was like I think that was like my deepest darkest moments and I know that was one of your things but like my after 12 years of like putting everything into into my marriage and like trying to figure things out that would work and still trying to be able to like um move forward and try to like hide the things that weren't really going on and just pretend like everything is okay and smile and you know, and that's the thing that people got to realize too, is what you see on Instagram and Facebook, that's not reality. Like, I love that people post it and it's great to see the beautiful moments in your family, but that's not reality. Like, that's not, you don't see the struggles going behind behind closed doors. You don't, you don't know what those people are going through. You don't know what they've been through. You have no idea the battles that they're facing. And everyone was always like, oh, you guys look so happy. I never seen anything. I'm like, yeah, people are great at hiding stuff. You become a pro, especially when you just pay attention to Instagram and Facebook. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing, too, that I, you know, I believe you and Tyler work together, right? Yeah. Yep. So Autumn and I, we don't do the same job, but we, yeah. her office is, you know, two doors over in our house. <laughs> so unless she's shooting a wedding, she's editing and unless you're showing a house you're on the phone and doing whatever you're doing and he's doing the same stuff so that in itself is 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 even more of a challenge so how do you how do you guys work through that you know how do you how does it work tell me tell me the good the bad the you're gonna die when you hear this because we like we work so well together it's weird everybody calls us yin and yang like everyone Sure. Even people that even people that are like pro, like outsiders like watching in, they're like you guys just balance each other. It's weird, and so it's funny because that's really what it is. And it's neither one of us have ever had a relationship like this. It's weird. So oh. we work together. We're doing workouts together at the gym, or we're going out. We're we're constantly together. And when we're not together, it feels like a huge piece of us is missing. It's it's so strange. Like I've never felt that connection before with anybody and he's in the same boat too. I mean, he'll even tell you it's, it's so strange and it's just, it's, we're best friends and we're able to communicate, um, which is good. And that's one thing that we've worked on together is we've had it. Trust me. We've at the beginning, we've had our little disagreements, but we've, we've grown a lot since then and just being able to communicate and tell each other our feelings and how we feel and, just really being open and, and, you know, whether it's work or family or whatever it is, you know, we've been able to communicate and work through it. Um, but really he is my best friend. Like we get up, we get ready for work. We get in the car, we go to drive together. We work well together and we complement each other so well at work that it's just, it's, it, 
I don't know. It's it's so weird. <laughs> so, you know, and when people listen to this, they're probably going to think he's probably just saying that because she said it, but we have the exact same. No, like, it's so strange. Like, I'm not kidding. When I say that, I've never had a connection like that before. Never. And neither has he. He's doing the same thing. He's like, I've never. He's like, it's weird because we don't get sick of each other. It's Right. We don't. It's And when he's gone, like even when he went for the hunt, I'm like, baby, where are you? I miss you. Baby, can you get something so you can come home? Yes. <laughs> you I know? I 100% get that. Or if I haven't heard from him, like why he didn't have service, and I'm like, why haven't you been calling me? Where are you at? Like, <laughs> it's so, like, just, it's like a big piece of my life is just like gone until he comes back. It's, it's weird. I know. And the re- you know why it's weird? Because you, I don't, you're, you may be the first person that I've ever talked to other than the two people that were on stage and, and we won't mm-hmm. say their names because I, yeah, I, yeah, you're fine. I, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know their situation. I had a conversation about this last night and, and got some different information. So I won't go into that, but it is strange because we don't, like we don't hang out with people because we hang out with ourselves. That's us. That's like, us. We don't do <laughs> shit with anybody because we don't feel the need to. We just that's, that's bottom line, we just don't. Yeah. Like if we hang out with somebody, it's usually like a close friend and it's maybe once in a great while. Or if we're hanging out with our agents, because it's important for us to build a relationship with our agents because we spend so much time with them and they spend so much time with us. It's important for us to build a relationship with not only them, but their spouses as well, or their girlfriends, or whoever it is that impacts their life. Because the sooner you can get them on board, the easier it is for them to understand. And that's the other thing. I think that's why we work so well together, too. And our relationship is so strong is because we both get it. Sure. We understand it because we're both in the same business. So it's it's not like that weird thing, like, why are you not sitting on your phone at 11 o'clock at night? What are you doing? You know. I get it. I know. I understand it. I see it on a daily. I see the struggle. I see what it takes to get to from point A to point B. I'm living it, you know? For sure. 100%. But it is, I'm so glad you said that because it is very odd to get along with somebody <laughs> so well. and That you're with all the time. It's, it is because, you know, I've never been in a relationship like this personally. No, me either. No. And that's why, and if you've seen like my post recently on Instagram, I was just like, it, it was a connection from day one. Like it was undeniable. Like, I don't, yeah, I, it's just, it's insane. That's awesome because there's <laughs> not very many people out there like us that have that. No, no. I don't even, I didn't even think that that was even real or yeah. if that could even be possible to even... And mm-mm. like my past relationships, if I was with them twenty four seven all day every day, I would I would want to strangle them. They would be mm. like, "Go away! Like, go hang out with your friends! Like, get out of here! Like, go do yeah. something!" A hundred percent. And it's funny because when he's around, I am like, "Okay, come here. What are you doing?" Or he'll come in and chat to me and be like, "I miss you." <laughs> right. Yeah, I get it. I absolutely get it. Um, that is so cool because that's it. I mean, for to me, that's that's an, a situation that we're super fucking lucky. Very yeah. lucky. Oh, and it yeah. was weird being in St. Louis because, you know, Autumn wasn't with me because she's, I mean, she's a wedding photographer. So this is her busiest time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was weird her not being there. And, but it was like homecoming when I finally got home because you know, we'd been apart, what, fucking 72 hours. <laughs> and like that's a long time for us I think maximum and, <laughs> yeah that's that's really about the longest period of time we go without seeing each yeah. other and that probably only happens once a year yeah you know yeah we do everything that's like, how he was with the hut and he was like this is the longest we've ever been apart I'm like yeah really it has it's yeah it's unexplainable for sure yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So I, I don't even know how to explain it, but I know you understand it. I do. Same thing. <laughs> totally, one hundred percent. I. But totally everybody do. else is like, "What the heck? How do you guys not get sick of each other?" I'm like, "We just don't. No. We don't. We. 
and that's the beauty of it too is like I've learned a lot from him he's helped me grow so much like my entire background has nothing to do with real estate literally oh really I no okay so my whole background was in medical okay since I was like 17 literally and I took one adventure away from medical and that was probably about three years ago and I ran a a 24-hour gym as a manager and that was super successful and I didn't even like that was by random so I picked up a part-time job while I was working full-time at the hospital with Vasa and when I did that um when I was working there, I was only like the front desk. Cause I just was like, I just want to get my passport free. That's all I was caring right. about. And so just sure. a little bit extra money. Like, why not? Like it's easy. Right. <laughs> all you gotta do is buzz people in, make sure the account's paid. It's super easy. And so one of the area directors that I had been working under for a while, I wasn't even there that long. I think I was maybe there for like two months at that specific location. And he's like, I see the way you interact with people. He's like, I seen you open doors for like, the people that are that they can't access it easily and things like that he's like I just he's like I love the way that you interact with our members he's like I've noticed noticed things that you've been doing and I've just been paying attention he's like I want you to run one of my gyms and I'm like I gonna run one of your gyms you're crazy like this no way and he's like no really he's like I have an opening coming up in about two weeks he's like I know what's coming he's like so what I want you to do is I want you I want you to go apply He's like, I'm going to push you to the top. He's like, and I want you to come in and interview. And went in and interviewed and was hired literally the next day. Went PRN at the hospital, went full time for the gym. And I loved it. I loved it. And that's where my most of my management experience, like learning how to deal with housekeeping, my staff, the trainers, being able to communicate with the general managers, things like that. So different levels, like it's different than running a unit on, uh, honest medical floor right medical sure. floor you're calling nurses tech things like that and doing stuff at being a coordinator right and so it's completely different because you're dealing with and you're dealing with your members at the same time so you're trying to keep your members happy keep the equipment done I mean you're running everything from sure. A to Z like no joke it's and then if your employees don't show up you're searching for employees to cover their shifts and if their shifts aren't covered you're going in it doesn't matter how many hours you work your butt is in there and you're covering that shift and so you can find someone to come in and help absolutely so, so what did you learn kind of funny go ahead no 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 you're good well i was just gonna say so you know at the hospital you were a i was a health unit coordinator and a pediatric tech okay so okay yeah that's far different from working in uh you know a, a fitness club yeah. What do you what do you think you learned from having to juggle all I mean from going from being a front desk person at the gym to having to run the whole fucking thing that's a huge oh. responsibility. Oh yeah. Far but different. It was it was so rewarding though because literally from that one experience I was the only operations manager to hold on to a staff the longest. I was, and we also brought the attrition rate to the lowest they'd ever seen. So that attrition rate is where the members feel like they're getting what they're paying for. They're happy. They're, they're content. And really that's just, and what I learned the most was building a relationship with people is so important. It's so important. Like, even if you're just going out on the floor saying good morning, I mean, you have your regulars that come in at 5 a.m., you have your night crew that comes in around 4 p.m. and it, until like way late at night. And then you also have the members that come in at midnight. And so building your and really like learning your employees. That's so important. It's so important. I can't stress that enough. You know, if you, the more involved and the more you know about your employees and the more you continue to build that relationship and show them that you care, they will move mountains for you. They will. And that's what my employees did. I'm not kidding. When I said like I held on to my staff the longest, I was the only operations manager since my operations director had been in business that had held on to her staff. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And you're right. I mean, I can totally see, I mean, that's building relationships with people in general. Oh yeah. Which, which, you know, this day and age people don't do because they're in their fucking phones. Yeah, well, that's social media, I think, has killed it. 
Yeah. Um, because why are you going to text your friend or why are you going to show up to their house and you could text them or why can you, why are you going to show up to their house and they're, you're posting everything on Facebook? Like the connect, there's a, such a disconnect nowadays and people don't have the social skills that they used to because it's all the touch of their hand. Exactly. No, I totally agree. And I also, to tie back a little bit to like, you know, uh, subconscious mind mm -hmm. programming, you know, mm -hmm. if you think about most people don't like making cold calls, right? You oh, know, no. I, I don't know no. too many people that say, oh, yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to go and make a cold call. Why yeah. do you think that is? Well, I, I'll tell you why. Because as a child, we were taught not to speak to strangers, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. fact, every child was told not to speak to strangers. Well, yep. there was never a time where we got permission subconsciously mm -hmm. to Talk yep. to strangers, and I believe that we were programmed at such a young stage, young age, that that until you give yourself that permission mm -hmm. uh, to talk to strangers, that that's why people struggle. Yep. And I truly believe I, that. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. Um, my thing is just always be the person that you want to meet, right? Sure. So if you're constantly trying to be friends with somebody or you never know who it's going to touch or how it's going to touch them. I can't tell you how many times that, um, like for instance, I did the women's retreat for my church. And so the, they gathered a bunch of women. We went up and I spoke and gave like, uh, did it like a study and then kind of spoke about my life and things that I've been through and the experiences that I've had and how far I've come and, you know, what got me to that point and like some trials that I went through and you never know who it's going to touch you never it's the smallest message I mean like for instance like I text my friends all the time like my girlfriends I'm like hey beautiful how are you why and you know and it's because I believe in my own head like do they get called beautiful every day do they get called pretty every day do they get called gorgeous every day you, you never know, you know? And so if it's just that one simple little text that says, Hey, beautiful. I just checking in on you. I want to see how you're doing. Or, I mean, they can all vouch for it. <laughs> I call them all beautiful. It's funny. But if it's, it's just that one simple little message, like. And it can change. Even, Good. Oh yeah. In the gym, I used to do like little post-it notes. You're going to laugh at this. It's kind of funny. So we did these little post-it notes and I would go in the lockers and we would stick it in and be like, hope you're having a great day. Just smile today. Change someone's life today. Like just some stupid little rinky-dink thing. But people would grab them and they would post them and tag us in it on our page. That is fucking, a, that is so genius. Such yeah. a simple act of kindness. Yeah. And I am sure you change so many people's day <laughs> by doing that. But, you know, yeah. my wife says, you know, Corey, I try to smile at somebody every day. Yep. Because you never know what kind of day they're having. And she's exactly right. And yep. you, 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 you don't know. You know, they could yeah, be going through the worst times of their life. And because you reached out and just said hello or smiled yep. and said, hey, you've, or she'll comment. She'll say, hey, like if or you, she would say, oh, I, you know, I love your glasses. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you really like your glasses? Or are you just fucking saying that? <laughs> and, and like, but. But she does it because she genuinely wants to see somebody else smile. And every yeah. time she gets it, every time. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I wish I could remember to do that as often as she does, but she's really, really, really good at that. Yeah, um, yeah that's awesome. That's, <laughs> I, it really, it I know, really. It sounds funny, but that's really what we did. And then we would even like, the, you know how they have the little Ikea green plants in the bathrooms and stuff. Mm -hmm. We used to stick notes or like stick them wherever and just kind of leave little things. And I'd be like, okay, your note days today. Here you go. Fill out some bunch of them and just go put them everywhere. <laughs> that is so fantastic. In fact, there was a guy that uh, I don't think he's in the syndicate. Uh, he's not. He was visiting. Mm -hmm. But he had invested. Her, his new company is he created a notepad, you know, just a sticky notepad that has sayings on it. And, and so he, they, yeah, well, yeah. no, it was for his like kids lunchbox. Fucking oh, okay. Genius. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> or for or for a guy to give his wife. And yeah. for me, I write my wife notes when I think about it, and I do it probably I don't know twice, maybe three times a week. Yeah. And I'll leave them on her coffee or whatever the case may be because she loves that shit. Mm-hmm. And and so what he's done is now he's taking he's taking the work out of it for me. I don't mm-hmm. actually have the notes because that takes the authenticity away from it. But <laughs> for somebody for for a lot of people, that's a huge step in the oh in the right direction. <laughs> you know, for somebody yeah. that doesn't normally do that, that could one hundred percent change. Um, your wife or your husband's day totally it changes everything for sure absolutely so um tell me about one of your tell me about some of you tell me about your biggest fear your one biggest fear that i wouldn't say that plagued like not that it stops you in your tracks but like something that's a real fear of yours mm. my biggest fear is not being the best mom like always fearing, like, am I doing things right, or am I, or am I leading them down the right path, or what could I do to be better? That I think that's my biggest fear. It's just because, like I said, you have these little humans that are relying on you for everything, literally everything, anything and everything you do, they watch. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But guess what? You, <laughs> you do you think that you would be in the position? Do you think the universe or God, whatever you believe, I think it's the same. Um, I agree. I think it's the same too. I I, I even posted one time. I was like, universe, God, whatever you believe, I it's all the same. same. (laughs) But, but the, you know, the, whatever you want to call it has us here for a reason. Even right now, there's a reason why we are, we connect. There's a reason why we connected there. And yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that. 100%. 100%. So oh, yeah. the, the fact is, is that you are always in the right place at the right time. Well, mm-hmm. maybe not always, but for the most part, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, if you make good decisions, I believe that there's a reason why we are where we are mm-hmm. at the times that we are. I do believe that. Yeah. Um, totally believe that. So, um, are you talking? Um, I, <laughs> what would you say that, um, what would you say is, let's go with, um, in what way are your, are your own worst enemy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm too hard on myself. Okay. For sure. Like, I think I, and like I told you before, I think we're our biggest critic for sure. I, you know, what people see and they're like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know? And you're always constantly down on yourself. Like, Oh, I could have done that better. Oh, I could have done this or I should have done this. You know, I sure. think that I, but I think that's everybody. I think we're all our own worst enemy. Oh, I totally 100% agree. Um, is there a specific time that you can think of maybe it comes up more often than not that you struggle with or yeah, that you struggle with, you know, anything um, specific that comes to mind before the conversation we were talking about you, um, when you did your shows, I don't think we've mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we haven't mentioned that at all. Uh, with things that you struggle with, with show is just your body image. Like it does. with your head it messes with your head um like you're you're training so hard to complete this masterpiece as well like what we consider it as you know right it's your masterpiece you're showing off something that you work so hard for and for one day one day whatever happens like you're putting everything on the line to walk out on that stage to give you the best the best presence possible right you're giving everything you've got you're you you've been posing for weeks you're back there you're pumping up you're 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 giving the best thing that you have and walking off that stage and knowing it's over and still trying to get your wrap your head around like it's normal to gain an extra five ten pounds it's normal to look normal like that that way you're designed during that show is not how you're supposed to be that is only for that one night and so that was the hardest 
definitely the hardest obstacle I had to overcome for sure after my first show. Nobody told me about that either. But everybody had the same problem, but nobody ever said anything about it. And then you get to the end and you're just like, oh shit. Like I just gained 10 pounds and you're looking in the mirror and you're like, okay, I did not look like this a week ago at my show. And it's just getting your head past that point and knowing like, it's okay. It, you're not in show mode. Like that's not, a, that's not obtainable for the rest of your life. Like that's one show, one shot until you move on to the next show. What, uh, which body class were you in? Physique or was it? No, I just did the bikini division. Okay. So the, the little bit, the softer version of bodybuilding. Tell, tell me the difference. Um, so physique is more or less, they're very lean and they build more muscle. So you see more muscle fibers and things like that. Um, with bikini, you still want the illusion of like having like the cap shoulders. You still want the V-cut waist and you also want the glue and hammy tie-in on your okay. backside. Okay. And so how, how many weeks walk me through that process? Like you started training how many weeks? Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it goes even before that. So my whole goal when I, after I had essence, I was like, everyone always says that for your second, third kid, your body doesn't bounce back. They're like, it does not bounce back like the first one. You, it takes some work. And I was like, okay, so I prepared myself mentally. And after I had essence, my whole goal was, that's it. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to be at my pre-pregnancy weight. I'm determined. I'm going to get it done no matter what. So I get it. I get to that point, finally hit my weight. And I'm like, yes, okay, right on. And then I'm like, oh shit, what am I going to do next? Because I'm like, okay, that was my motivation to get to the gym every day and hit from point A to point B. Now what? And my friend was talking one day and she's like, why don't you do a show? Never even heard of shows. Never knew about them. Never had any background in them no no knowledge whatsoever of shows and I was like okay I'm gonna do a show and this you'll learn this about me very quickly when I put my mind to something it's gonna happen no matter what and I will move hell and high water to make it happen um so I went literally the next day and I went and found a coach nobody believed me they're like you're not gonna do a show you don't even know what it takes you know you have no background about a show the next day I went and found a coach met with her paid my dues for her and started immediately and nine weeks later did my first show 11 weeks later did my second show and then my third show was a little bit longer because of the, the critiquing that I got back from the judges and things that I had to work on um, I think I did 25 weeks of prep that time it was rough <laughs> oh, <I> bet. yeah <laughs> so you know most people who are successful uh you know typically in business make decisions very fast oh yeah and so <laughs> that is a perfect example of you know you made the decision in less than 24 hours and if you hadn't have there's no telling what would have happened you may have never done it no, I don't think I would have if I had never took that step for sure. Because it literally was just that one thing I was like, I'm going to do it. And they're like, you ain't going to do it. You don't even know what you're doing. You've never even done anything like that. I'm like, oh shit, you watch. I'm going to get it. I'm going to do it. And literally I called everyone the next day. I was like, I got a coach. I'm going for it. <laughs> That's awesome. It's probably and good like, that you didn't know what the <laughs> hell you, it's probably good you didn't know what you were getting into uh, beforehand. Yeah, my first show I placed top ten, so I got second call out. And I was, and when I came back to the judges, because they say always go back to the judges and get feedback from every judge, so you know what you need to work on before your next show. And I went to the judges and I figured out everything that I needed to work on. And I literally went and took my ass to the gym the next day, and I started working on it. And the second show I got first place. But I was determined. I was like, this is going to happen. I'm walking out with a trophy this time. <laughs> and how did you feel to win first place? And it's something that you had done for nine or 10, 12, how many weeks was it? It was, my second show was 11 weeks. Okay. From, from start to 11 weeks. From start to, so my first show was nine weeks and I literally went immediately into my next prep for my second show. Gotcha. So, gotcha. So nine weeks for the first show, 11 for the second. So mm -hmm. 20 weeks and you were walking on. No, no, 11. Oh, you did two shows in 11 weeks. Yeah. 
so I did my first show nine weeks into my prep. And then when I hit week 11, I did my second show. So two weeks later, I did my second show. That's insane. Yeah. I took my ass straight to the gym. I was like, I'm getting the trophy. I don't care what it takes. (laughs) And I went out and I asked everybody, I was like, what do I need to do to get these judges attention? How do I need to do it? And they're like, keep eye contact, smile. Don't look at anybody else. Don't focus on anybody else coming out the door. And I was like, I'm going out there. I'm going to get this trophy. <laughs> Would you contribute some of that to, you know, the fact that, you know, how we always talk, we, we hear about, you know, visualization and mm-hmm. seeing all the way to the end. I'm a firm believer oh, yeah. that if you see a project or if you see, you know, a, a real estate, you know, whatever it may be, if you see it mm-hmm. to the end, you may not know all the steps in between, but yeah. if you can you know actually you're it. <laughs> see it, yeah. yeah. Do you think that played a role? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was determined. I was like, I am not walking out without a trophy <laughs> this show. And I went and I busted my butt. I I probably worked harder in those two weeks than I did the nine weeks previously. Wow. Yeah. Would you say that was a... a you know, was would you say that's probably one of your most successful feelings? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. it's knowing all that work and all that preparation and the diets and the weird, you know, like waking up in the morning, having to do your cardio at a specific time to get your fasted cardio in and then going to the gym at night and just constantly working and working. It was actually really good for my kids to see that, honestly. I Essence is like a little mimicker, so she used to walk around stick a spoon in the peanut butter and eat it. And then walk around with a jug of water. <laughs> I even have a picture of her sitting on my stairs, eating a spoonful of peanut butter with a jug of water next to her. So it was good for her to see that. And even my kids, when I, when I was there every single day, like, cause we had like a little fitness center, part of our like um, HOA thing that we paid for. Um, had like a little fitness area and so we'd go walk down there all together all of us and they would be doing crunches and sit-ups and pulling little tiny weights like so it's good for them to see that and instill it in them as well yes absolutely 100 percent. that is such a cool story um so um who would you say i'm pretty sure i have an idea but who would you say has been like your biggest inspiration in your life or <laughs> I mean I would say uh, pro- pro- my guess I, go ahead go ahead let's hear you twofold so twofold so okay. would you I'm assuming it's Tyler at this point it's probably yeah, a big one you know because yeah. my wife is the same so that's why I'm like okay I kind of know the answer yep. to that but secondly okay. outside of family who would you say that would be outside of family oh shoot um well, that's a hard one. I really, it's just my kids and Tyler. That's really, those are the only two motivators I have because I want to build the best life possible for my kids. Like, so to go even further into that, I don't get child support. I don't get money sent to me to help me with my kids. So that was my determination of being like, oh shit. I need to buckle down, be able to raise my kids and still give them a life that they can produce, that I can produce for them. That's still good, you know, and still work towards that goal. And that's actually, you're going to die even more. Okay. This is how crazy this is. So I was praying one night and I was being very specific and Tyler knows this story because I've even told it to him. So I was praying and I was, I was like, look, I need to make this Lord. I need to do this. Like, I need A, B, and C. Like, this is what's going on in my life. I need to be able to do this, that, and the other. And um, I was was laying in bed when I was praying. And I just, I was being very specific when I was praying. And I've never prayed super specific. Like, it's always like, Lord, yeah. You know, like when you pray, some people just pray, you know, I want the world to be a better place. uh, You know, help me with this or help this person. Like, never actual specific things. And that night I was. And I never on Facebook that late. And this is how me and Tyler actually met. So I'm on Facebook. Like I get, I get done praying. I jump on Facebook. First post that pops up. It's Tyler hiring for a position. And I was like, no freaking way. Are you kidding me? So I'm like, 
So I'm commenting and I'm sending him an inbox message and I'm like, I'm interested in your position. Can you tell me more about it? Like, what's the pay? You know what? And I'm just asking him all these questions. And of course it's late. So I don't get a response till the next day. And so he finally responds. We talk a little bit and trade numbers, send my resume to him, come in, set up an interview for that Sunday. And he even can even attest to this because he's like, he saw me and was like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I came in that Sunday, interviewed, and just kind of gave him, like, answered all his questions and got hired that day. And at, when I first got hired, I was only hired as a personal assistant. Okay. And, so, and I think I came in and, like, just, he was just like, I need this, I need that, I need that, da da da, da And just A, B, and C, just kept doing it and doing ex more than expected and Slowly started giving me some more, slowly started giving me some more, then started recruiting, then started helping him build, then started building these, you know, we do things so differently with our team and that's the beauty of it. And that's why our team is growing and why people are attracted to it is because um, we built packets now of information to like help them and in learned materials and things like that. And, and more than just that, like helping them, visualize and helping them journal that stuff that he taught me I never did any of that I never journaled or visualized and things like that you know what I mean when I when I went for first place I it wasn't a visualization it was just like damn it I'm gonna get that trophy I'm gonna work my ass off until I get that trophy no matter what it takes and I'm gonna take my ass to the gym and I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna do whatever it takes until that tightens up and it looks the way it's supposed to but never actually like closing your eyes and visualizing like that's stuff I never did before. And it was so weird. It tripped me out for a minute. <laughs> when he started introducing me to it and I started doing it and things started unfolding and started getting a little bit more unfolded. And yeah, it's, it's been a ride for sure. A good one though. <laughs> for sure. So it's interesting. Um, I, I can kind of, I, I <laughs> we, my wife and I both, uh, in our previous marriage, and I've been married three times. Mm -hmm. She's been married just the once, and now me, of course. Uh, we both wished for the next person that we met to be exactly the way we are. Now, I say that yeah, because, it, you know, like... <laughs> So there's, there are things about our relationship that either I wanted more of and she wanted less of in our previous relationship. Mm -hmm. And now we both got exactly what we want, exactly <laughs> what we wanted. And so yeah. we're both sometimes like, well, you know, we did kind of ask for this exactly for this. And yeah. it's, it's just so funny because like you said, like we're, we're perfect for each other. And, and I, I don't know anybody else I do now that has a successful business relationship and marriage. It's crazy. When I say it, it's crazy. It is like, I'm not kidding when I say that. I think he's still even a little taken back by it. Cause I don't think he is. Like he could even work with somebody and still have a relationship with them and still have them understand and then be able to tolerate them for 24 hours a day, every day, you know, and still be able to communicate with each other and be there for each other and still love each other unconditionally. It's like, it's, it's a different love. It's a different attachment. It's a different feeling. It's a, just, everything is new. It's, it's so new for both of us. Sure. And it's kind of stays that way, you know, kind oh, of yeah. stays that way. So what, um, all right. So for, you know, there are obviously going to be women that listen to the, our podcast. What would you yeah. say to women that kind of have gone through some of the similar things that you have gone through with, you know, we'll start with like maybe even having, um, you know, Starting out, you know, in a place where you had a child really early, you had to work your ass off. What would you say to the people that are going through that right now? Because there are so, I'm sure God knows how many women out there that are going through yeah. exactly that. 
what would yeah. you say to them? Don't give up. Your kids are so important and they're worth every penny and anything that you have to go through. Uh, that's just my number one message to them. No matter what it is, there's always going to be a, like when people say this, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's if you, as long as you keep progressing, you keep working and you keep moving and you know, no matter what, just don't stop. Like your kid is worth it in every way, shape and form, you know, what you brought them, you were entrusted with this human that loves you unconditionally, that looks up to you so much that it just don't stop. Don't ever stop. You plow through whatever obstacle comes your way and you just keep moving forward and eventually at the end of the line, you're going to get the benefit. And I would say that if I had to guess, that's probably the same as it would be if, you know, heaven forbid anything were to ever happen to my wife or, or, or Tyler, mm-hmm. like it would be the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you yeah. would do whatever the fuck you had to do to make sure that everything was taken care of. Oh yeah. Yeah. It don't matter. You work two jobs, you work three, you figure it out, it, you make a way. It, you know, and eventually the hard work pays off. And I mean, did I ever think I'd be where I'm at today? No way. You know, back then, if you would have asked me, the next thing I was thinking of is just getting to work from nine to five or, you know, back then you just, you don't think about that. It's, and it, that's, you're just trying to, to get everything together and still pay everything and still provide and still be there and still be a mom and still be caring and still doing, you know, you're wearing so many hats at the same time. It's just, and you get worn out. And that's the thing that people have to remember is you're so worn out sometimes that sometimes you need that reassurance and you need your family and you need people to constantly be there to be like, Hey, I'm here. I'm there, you know, or be a best friend to somebody and just say, I'm here for you to lean on girl. Even if it's just talk or vent, like I have people call me all the time. They will just vent or be like, Hey, I just wanted to message you. And this is what I'm going through. Like, it's weird. Your story it will inspire so many people. Just keep moving forward and don't look at the past. Everybody makes mistakes. That's the other thing is like, don't hold it against yourself because everybody's going to make mistakes. It's, it's a part of life, but it's what you do after you make the mistake. That's the most important. So learn something new from that mistake and grow from it. Absolutely. And you know, you just said something and we'll try, we'll, we'll wrap up, but you just said something that was really important that, that we, uh, we went through today um, mm-hmm. or we established, I don't know how long ago that, Whenever my <laughs> wife decides to, whenever she needs to vent. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, to all the men that listen to this podcast, <laughs> fucking have that communication because if she just needs to vent, shut the fuck up. Don't try to fix it. <laughs> as hard as it is, just sit there and fucking listen. It makes yeah. no sense to me. Because yeah. I'm like, all right, well, let me think here. Let me. I'm sitting here writing shit down how to fix X, Y. She was like, dude, <laughs> like, I just need you to shut up and listen. Like, yeah. just listen. I don't need it a solution. Sometimes we just need to do it. We just have to vent. We're just like, Ugh. like, just let me say what I need to say really fast. And then it's it's not an attack. It's just more or less like, this is how I feel, and this is why I'm feeling it. And I just need you to understand. And I don't. I know you don't understand, but I still need you to understand. I don't care. <laughs> Right. Just don't say anything. <laughs> and men just don't fucking say anything because that's yeah. what that's what you're looking for. You just want to get it out. Yep. So um uh, last thing I'll ask you is uh if you had to suggest a couple of books for that have really made an impact in your life, two books that have just been Yes, yes, yes. Um so uh Tyler actually told me to read Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I loved it so hard to read at the beginning but breaking the habit of being yourself like once you get through the like and it's a if you slow read it and start to understand it and the way things work Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza you look confused oh okay so I'm sitting here like of course I've I'm like why why does that sound so familiar absolutely I love him yes oh my god he's so amazing anyway I could go on I could go on about him forever so and Tyler is actually the one that told me to read that book. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a great book. 
a little hard to read, so you slow read it and really intake what it's saying and understand it and try to call and wrap your brain around it. And it's a great book. Um, Destiny is by T.D. Dix. He's actually a preacher. Yeah. But it's so good. So Destiny. good. Okay. Yeah, it's Destiny, and it says step into your purpose, but it's a really good book. You get a lot of really good takeaways from it. I'll have to check that out. I know who he is, but I'd never heard of that book. Yeah. I even actually went and bought that book for my aunt, my mom, and my brother. <laughs> I was like, okay. you have to read this. It's so good. <laughs> you've got, so is it safe to assume that you've read or listened to the placebo effect? I don't Do think I've read that one. I'm going to have to read that one. No. Dr. Joe? No, the Breaking oh. Habit of Being Yourself was the very first one that I've read. So I'm going to have to get that one. It's phenomenal. <laughs> It'll blow your head. You well, you know a story, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it goes through that and how he rehabbed himself, so on and so forth. I don't need to tell you. But if you have, if, if the people that are listening have not heard, have not read that book, you are missing out because that's huge. You're going to have to get that one. It's amazing. It really is. Really? It was my first introduction yeah. to him, and I was just in awe. So, like, I will go to. I feel like that's retreats. what breaking the habit of being yourself did for me. I was literally writing Tyler. I'm like, this book is crazy. I had to read a little bit slower, but wow. Yeah, yeah. it is crazy. The supernatural book's a little bit challenging too. It's it's a harder yeah. read, for sure. Yeah. And I don't like the audio book because it's not him reading it. So anyway. <laughs> All right. So, um, Brandy, thank you so, 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 so much. Yeah, I know we ran welcome. a little bit over time, but oh, you're, you're um, fine. you did wonderful. Thank you. I oh, really appreciate you're so you. Welcome. Yes, absolutely. If there's ever anything that I can do to help you, just let me know and yeah. have a wonderful night. I'll let you know when it's going to drop. Okay. Thank All you right. so much. Absolutely. Thank you. See have you later. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.